0: Rubio shirts, mega hats, and whatever the hell a Barbie pocket is. Tonight, I'm talking about it all and then some. The show starts now. Political violence is something we used to hear about happening in less civilized, less free, less democratic nations, but not anymore. Not only are the streets as filthy and lawless as a third world nation, the way in which we go after our political enemies has also evolved into one disgusting dustbin of unacceptable filth. From the advent of the sham BLM burn this bitch down movement in 2014 to the entire summer and then some of riots in 2020 all the way to the one and only day Democrats will condemn and acknowledge January 6th, it's easy to see political civility and basic decency have gone out the window and down the crapper. And yes, I will acknowledge conservatives are not blameless in this. That one day in January wasn't a bright moment for the movement, even though it was one day. But want to know the big difference between how the left and right police their own? The left doesn't police its own. From BLMers to Antifa to keyboard warriors, members of the leftist media, elected Democrats, all the way up to the dementia den that was once the White House, none of these folks seem to give a hoot or even half a hoot when crap like this happens. A canvasser wearing a Marco Rubio shirt and Ron DeSantis hat was attacked by four monsters in the Hialeah area of Miami. They reportedly told him Republicans weren't allowed in their neighborhood. Boy, sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Except that one was fake. What happens to conservatives is not fake, does not make mainstream media headlines, and does not garner weeks, months, or years of attention. The left doesn't care. Hell, they wrote the instructions. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a
1: department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a
2: crowd, and you push back on them, and you tell them they're
0: not welcome anymore, anywhere. Well, it's easy to see her wishes coming true. The left has built a house of cards on their phony moral high ground and now they believe they have the authority and the duty to attack anyone who disagrees with their twisted worldview. No length is too far. And yeah, there will always be wackos out there and we can't blame either party for those wackos, but we can condemn their behavior. And boy, it'd be nice if Democrats would get around to doing that one of these days, but I'm not going to hold my breath. But speaking of triggers, there is no article of political swag more recognizable, revered, and hated quite like the mega hat. The owner of the company who created them joins me next. it's not just a hat it's the hat the hat that started the mega revolution and the hat that to this day triggers liberals and green hairs into microaggression panic and shock yes it's the infamous red make America great again hat that is not only the most popular piece of presidential merchandise ever sold but serves as a bat signal for Trump supporters and conservative minded folks a reminder and a relic of of better times. Joining me now is the woman behind the hat, president and owner of Ace Specialties, Crystal Mofus. Crystal, it is so great to talk to you. You know, the best poli- piece of political swag ever created was created by you, and that has to be an amazing feeling. Well, you
2: know, I like to say it's not only the most iconic brand in political history, you known nationwide, but really worldwide. And so, this movement that we've created with a single product um, has definitely changed political history. Whether you love it, you hate it, there's so much passion tied to a red MAGA hat. Um, And what we've seen over the last several years um, has just been truly amazing, has changed, you know, changed America has made America great again, you know, um, a few years ago, several years ago when we had a former president. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's definitely the most iconic brand in political history.
0: Oh, it is. And it's gotten so popular that even people wearing a plain red hat or a red hat with a different emblem or logo on it, people think it's a mega hat that either excites them or it triggers them to such an extent. I mean, it is absolutely wild. And to this day, it's not as if once Trump left the White House, this all changed. No, that hat is still a beacon and a symbol. But I want to go back to when this all started. You have to tell me about how you worked with the Trump family, how this all came about. I mean, this is political history in the making here.
2: Well, my story's really great. Um, I like to give, I'll give you the short version um, because for me, I started ACE in 2007 with one product, which was safety gloves, catering to the oil and gas industry, which is the main industry here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Fast forward 2015, I nearly lost my company due to regulations um, that were implemented um, during the Obama administration. Um, This area was hit very hard, actually one of the hardest hit um, areas in the country. Job losses, industry loss, companies were closing left and right um, I woke up one day and literally did not know how I was going to pay my bills. I had every credit card tapped out, my line of credit tapped out. I had taken high interest rate loans, like anything I could do to survive. Um, and at that moment, I I would say I was probably at the lowest of the low. I had to let employees go, um, you know, bottom of the barrel, like, any, you know, some business owners out there, you know, again, I'm, I'm real small business America here, entrepreneur. And I um, just began to pray. I began to pray every day. I'm Catholic. I began to pray no Venus, um four or five times a day. Ask God, please show me a sign. Please do not let me close my business. Um, and lose everything that I do have. Um, And fast forward four months in June of 2015 when uh, President Trump came down the escalator, it was like all these visions, women for Trump, veterans for Trump, oil fill for Trump, team Trump. We quickly threw together all of these logos FedExed a package to Trump Towers and I found myself there in July of 2015 doing what would be the pitch of a lifetime and if you could only imagine I went in uh, like to say Shark Tank style um, went into to the boardroom and set up all of my merchandise everything that I could find USA made printed logos on them And the campaign team comes in. They look at everything. They say, how is this going to work? I said, you know, I will basically print all the product, warehouse it, and ship all the orders. We'll create a shop page on your website, and we'll get your message across America. So when someone donates, we'll make the product, ship it out, and... You know, the rest is history.
0: I can't imagine how exciting that must have been to go from, like you said, the lowest of the lows to being in Trump Tower pitching to the the campaign team of all people. But I have to ask, because this is obviously the most popular political hat, political merchandise in history. So I'm wondering, once those orders started coming in, were you completely overwhelmed and inundated? Because that had to be massively overwhelming.
2: Well, you know, the most beautiful part about that day, which I didn't get to, was that Eric Trump came in and he said, oh, my goodness, has my dad seen this? So next thing you know, Mr. Trump comes out the elevator. He walks up. He looks at every product. And I remember he picked up a red cup and he said, this is our red. I want everything to be this red. This is presidential red. We're going to win with this red. And I said, yes, sir. Got it. And then he turned and looked to me and said, how fast can you get this done? And I said, sir, give me one week and I will be ready to go. And we were. And if you look back and if you can recall, immediately, as soon as the website went live, every talk show host, everyone was making fun of the MAGA hat. And every time they made fun and, 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 you know, hated on You know, this wonderful message that we were doing and, you know, here we are making all of our products 100% in the USA, supporting the American economy, American jobs, American manufacturing, and they literally belittled everything from the get-go. But what it did was, I mean, we sold more product as a result, so...
0: Yeah. That's always not great. when they hate on survived, you. You know? <laughs> Yeah. I have, I had a feeling, so you don't have yeah, to, you I don't know. have to answer this, but just a ballpark. Cause I'm just so curious. How much did you make maybe just through the election victory on those mega hats? Just give us a ballpark because we're dying to know.
2: Well, you know, it's not, you know, when we say we've sold almost 2 million hats um, you know, that's, that's the truth. And so, you know, any business owner knows that there's cost of goods. Um, You know, the profit margin um, is slim when you're doing that much volume. Um, But, you know, we've, we've done everything here in the USA. We've made yard signs. We've made um, coffee mugs. Not only has my company survived, but we have created jobs. We have, you know, helped small businesses, small factories, Um, you know, we've changed the lives for many people um, across this country. And I believe in 2020 alone, we made over 20 million products. And what's different about what, what I do is that when there's orders for it, we make it. So that just shows you how much support and love President Trump has around this country.
0: Has, uh, had, always will have, I do believe. So I have to ask you about 2024. The moment he announces, if he does announce, are you guys ready for a new round of SKUs, a a new mega hat? What is in the works? Give us some tea on that.
2: Well, we're hoping, you know, um, I think he's the only one who could get the job done and save us from where we are today. And, um, you know, if if we get the call, we are ready. So.
0: Last question for you. Uh, have you ever seen anybody wearing a Build Back Better hat? Because I've yet to see one, Crystal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, I have not. And um, funny story, you know, I was talking with one of my friends last night. Um, And I was saying, you know, throughout the campaign, we actually traveled to over 350 cities, myself and my team, through, you know, I like to call the grassroots of America, the back roads, you know, Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, Montana, California, even. Um, Not once have I seen, well, let me take that back. I think it was... um, somewhere, you know, in Philadelphia, Biden signs everywhere. But everywhere we went, Trump, Trump, Trump. And they're still there, you know. People love President Trump. You know, it was a movement um, beyond all of our dreams. I mean, to be part of that political history, um, no one could ever take that away from us.
0: And I have to tell you, too, I actually have a Donald Trump signed mega hat that I that I covet, that I keep in a very, very safe place. It means the world to me. Uh, I want to wish you just a huge congratulations on everything that you've been able to accomplish. It's no easy feat. You delivered and then some. And we are so excited to see what you might have for us in 2024, because I have a feeling you're going to have some merchandise to make. Thank you so much, Crystal, for everything that you've done for this country, how inspirational your products have been, your story has been, and thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. God bless you. And make America great again. Lord, we need it. But up next, switching gears to welcome an adoptable pup from Nashville Humane. Don't miss Spanky here in studio next. So we like to take a break from politics every now and then because another issue that's very close to my heart, as you all know, is rescue animals. So we're always so happy when Nashville Humane joins us. And we have a very special dog today that I've had a little bit of time to get to know, Spanky. (laughs) And don't be surprised if it looks very familiar because he looks a lot like maybe a hybrid of a Target dog and something else. And the
1: Little Rascals. And the Little
0: Rascals. And And
1: we also got Spuds McKenzie. Yes. Yeah.
0: The perfect combination. So this is Spanky. And tell us a little bit about this wonderful dog that needs a home.
1: Okay, so besides his movie star and TV star looks, this guy is a four-year-old Bull Terrier mix. He is a solid 54 pounds. Like, this guy is just a brick house. And he's really sweet. And you saw when he first met you, he just jumped up and hugged you. Yes. Like, he's an affectionate guy. And And he
0: he has been at another shelter for a year now. Yeah,
1: he's, he's lived in a kennel for over a year now. Re, he's been with us for about a month, and then we rescued him from another out-of-county shelter, and he was there for 11 months. So this guy is so more than ready to find his forever home, and I'm just so thankful that you invited him here today so he could uh, you know get his like, showcase. Well, when I
0: met him, I said there's no way this dog could have been <laughs> in a shelter for a year, because not only is it a very attractive dog, but he jumped up, gave me a big hug, such a sweet dog, and he's big, but he's compact, you know?
1: He is, <laughs> and he's and looking he's right looking at you. Right he's at just, just like, Hi, I sweetie. really like you.
0: What are you doing? Do you want to come over here? Okay. Come here, Spanky. Okay. okay, good boy. He
1: is. He's a really friendly guy, and like, he loves all the people that he meets. Um, See, so he's this. getting ready to do and, and hug. And he loves he
0: loves women too. See? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. So he's glad you wore black man. today. Yeah. He's yes. Have white
1: fur all over you.
0: And he smells my chihuahua and my, and my golden doodle. Oh. But tell me a little bit about the, the ideal person. To adopt spanky
1: okay like he would do great with an active owner like and he would do best as a one dog one pet in the family just because um he is a little dog reactive some dogs he gets along with others he doesn't we're trying to figure out what you hey, know listen that's is.
0: that's not a bad quality to have no. sometimes you have to be discerning with your friend group you know exactly. less, is more. <laughs> less he, is more
1: and he is like he's more than enough dog for anyone like take this dog out and just waiting to come into the studio hanging outside people were just they couldn't stop and asking questions about him what kind of dog is he wow he's so sweet so he's all the dog you need and someone that's active wants to go for hikes and someone that has a couch that he can stumble
0: so he wants everybody's attention yep maybe not great with every dog but he's great with every human I mean we've got a studio full of people and he's loved absolutely everybody he's met I mean we're in a a distillery for goodness sakes and he's loved everybody that has been here and look at this he just wants scratches and
1: this is what he loves too belly
0: rubs Aww.
1: yours were better because you got better nails than i, I
0: do have some good scratching yeah. nails right now some some post-wedding scratching Sh- nails but you have to tell me too just the state of the shelter right now because i know you guys have had some wonderful adoption events mm-hmm. you're clear in the floor but that means that you guys can bring in dogs from other shelters
1: right we had an amazing adoption event this weekend cheers to the 114 adoptions that happened and that means more dogs and cats and puppies and kittens can move in to get adopted. So You know, we're
0: heading into the holiday season, so I mm-hmm. know that this is important because I think there are a lot of people who for holidays they want to get pets, so they mm-hmm. want to get puppies, and then after the holidays sometimes people rethink their decisions or people want to get rid of their older dogs. What's your message to people when they're thinking about either buying a dog, boo, or, or adopting around the holiday season as a present?
1: You know, it's it's never good to give them as a present unless this person really wants a dog and then have them be a part of the picking out process. Don't just surprise them with a dog. Bring them to the shelter. We're going to get you a dog for the sh- for Christmas, whatever holiday, and uh, let them choose their forever friend because they're the ones that's going to be living with them the most.
0: And you guys do an excellent job of screening people, trying to find a good match. And so what would you say the percentage is of people that adopt that the dog found their forever home, they stay with them, everything goes well?
1: We, you know, we really do sit with people and try to make sure that we've got the best match for them And um, the percentage is good. Like, of course, there's a, always gonna be a return adoption here and there And we're, oh, we, once you have a home with us, you always have a home with us. Come right. on back. Where are you going? But um, Spanky's
0: like, I just want to play. Yeah, we Aww. just want to
1: make the perfect matches and um, hopefully it always works out.
0: Well, Spanky has been in a, in a shelter. He's been in your shelter for just a month, but he's been in the shelter system. Mm -hmm. for a year now so he is ready to find a home and I can't imagine who wouldn't want this dog somebody that just wants to pour all their attention have a best friend for life that's what you're gonna get with Spanky so if you guys are in the Nashville area or you can travel to the Nashville area Please go see Spanky at Nashville Humane. He needs a home. He's a wonderful boy. And if you don't get him, I might just add a third dog to my household. And I really can't do that right now. So please go check out Spanky, Nashville Humane. Check him out on Instagram as well, at Nashville Humane. You'll see all their adoptable pets. They do such great work bringing in dogs from other shelters that aren't as lucky and fortunate as Nashville Humane. So please go see them. And please go see Spanky because he has got the fearless stamp of approval And we certainly appreciate National Humane always bringing in these wonderful dogs to break up our day. Up next, just when we thought the Brandon administration couldn't get any more bizarre, now Joe Brandon himself has endorsed a they-them that you just got to see to believe. My final thoughts are next. The party that claims to be about women's empowerment is perfectly fine with a gay man dressing up as a woman, playing into every sexist stereotype, and demeaning about every feminine quality God gifted to actual women. It's wrong. It's insulting. It's another day in Brandon's America, and it's time for final thoughts. Meet Dylan Mulvaney, a so-called transgender activist who, before it became all the rage to suffer from gender dysmorphia, was a self-described gay man. Well, not anymore. Now he dresses up as a woman and essentially makes fun of what it is to be a woman. Take a look.
1: I did manage to sneak into dance classes at age three, and for years I was the only boy at the dance studio. I loved Barbies and singing on the coffee table and dress up. I went to Catholic school and I was such a good Catholic kid. I would sing in the choir and be like, shepherd me, oh God. Day 74, being a girl, round of applause for the makeup. And I wore this outfit shopping today, and I thought that these might be my new shopping shorts but I was walking around and everyone was staring and I was like, oh, okay, what's going on? And they were all staring directly at my crotch. And I went, oh, I forgot that my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches sometimes because mine
0: doesn't look like a little Barbie pocket. In another clip, Dylan described himself as a bimbo and a Barbie. Let's just take a step back for a moment and just take this all in. If a straight, binary, non-trans man were to dress up like a woman and essentially make fun of feminine qualities, the leftists, the feminists, the Democrats would be shrieking, snarling, and hissing. But this crap gets a pass? No, Dylan, our anatomy cannot be reduced to a Barbie pocket. No, Dylan, parading around in ruffles, feathers, and the color pink isn't the epitome of femininity. And to reduce actual women to that kind of stereotype is the kind of thing the collective left and for damn sure the feminist movement normally condemns and viciously. But now we've entered into such an upside-down, backward-ass, woke-up time that all that has become not only acceptable but celebrated by the left. All you have to do is call yourself a they, or identify as trans, non-binary, and you get a White House-sized pass to do and say, whatever! And speaking of White House, I'm sure you won't be surprised to know that our 46th President, Joe Brandon, not only invited that thing to a campaign event at the White House last weekend, but also said this.
1: So I feel very, very strongly that, uh, that you should have every single solitary right, including including use of your gender identity bathrooms, but public.
0: Thank you. Yes, bathrooms should be a gosh darn free-for-all, according to Joe. This is just too freaking far, folks. And I'm not usually a hard nose when it comes to this stuff because I don't really care what people choose to do with their own bodies, but this crap has gone out of bounds because kids see this kind of thing, endorsed by a sitting president, no less, and it confuses the hell out of them. They're actively being taught, no, indoctrinated to believe that if little boys enjoy glitter, singing, and dancing, or little girls enjoy soldiers, mud, and monster trucks, then they must be trans. This is sick, and it's child abuse. And those are my final thoughts. Don't forget to catch the entire show as well as exclusive content on Outkick.com. From Nashville, God bless and take care.